hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you are all having an absolutely terrific day today. As always, hope you guys are staying healthy. And be sure, if you need anything, check out the website, the product of the week. Y'all voted, and it won the Total Rest Formula. I'll be sending an email on, out on that today. Really great formula. I talked about it earlier this week on rest and recovery and ATP production. So it's a really good product. Be sure to check it out. That'll be changing over in the next couple hours right now. It's currently the uh, vitamin C with antioxidants. But as as it is Wednesday, we'll be changing that to the total rest in the next couple hours. So be sure to check that out on the website at healthmasters.com. First thing I wanted to get into today is there's a couple wild reports that I've been reading about certain things. And this is interesting because one of the first things I've seen now, and this is just isn't going to be surprise or shocking to anyone whatsoever that's been listening to the show for the last couple of years, but it is just kind of reiterating the fact that we've been right in the fact that we knew Fauci was full-blown deep state, and now we're finding out he was directly involved with CIA, and we're finding out that everything essentially that we were ever told about the origins of COVID were a lie, which is what we called out for the last couple of years, but more and more direct evidence is starting to come out now. The select subcommittee on the coronavirus pandemic has just now had basically a massive bombshell that came out yesterday and the fact that the CIA actually secretly escorted Dr. Anthony Fauci into the agency headquarters to influence its COVID-19 origins investigations. This is really crazy. I was reading about it, and it basically says the allegations that have come out now is that Fauci – and a, and a Tuesday night letter from the subcommittee chairman, Brad Winstrom, to the inspector general of the United States Department of Health and Human Services demands documents, communications, and other evidence now between Fauci and the CIA due to these allegations. The allegation is even more interesting in light of the report that came out two weeks ago that the CIA bribed analysts to say the COVID-19 did not originate in a Chinese lab. According to the senior-level CIA whistleblower, the agency tried to pay off six analysts who found SARS-CoV-2 – likely originated in a Wuhan lab if they changed their position and said the virus jumped from animals to humans. What this is all going back and saying is, it is clarifying, is that the CIA was directly involved with everything that occurred from COVID from the very beginning and more than likely involved in the actual creation of it in conjunction with probably DARPA and some other deep state agency that was working in some of these level four bio labs. That's what this is saying now. And the CIA was intentionally trying to change the narrative, including bribing people and bringing Anthony Fauci in. And by the way, when they were talking about him bringing him in, there's no record of entry of Anthony Fauci coming in now. There's only documents that are now showing that he was directly involved with stuff in the CIA. The CIA is an extremely tight-knit headquarters in Langley. This isn't something you just walk in and go hang out with guys and there go have some coffee. So they're literally – they went in and actually brought him in essentially through the back door to get him involved in this so that he would not be on record going to the CIA headquarters at the current time this was going on before the coronavirus pandemic allegedly started. Again, a lot of this is going to be theater and just reiterating for a lot of people that know this kind of stuff, but it shows you again from what I've said from the start, don't believe anything you're told in the mainstream media and don't believe anything that they try to continually bombard you with over and over and over again because 99% of everything that we keep hearing and seeing around this whole entire COVID pandemic 
as we're finding out now, is a complete and total lie. Even to take true, it a step true. further, yeah. Even we're, I mean, it, it just keeps getting worse. That I mean, every time, and it's like a lot of this was speculation in the beginning. It was. We were kind of you know, speculating on stuff. We were looking at stuff. Stuff didn't add up. Now it's like every time you turn around, there's more and more information that's coming out. For example, we have the basically Dr. Paul Offit just did an interview online. Now, if you guys remember that name. Paul Offit was a top vaccine advisor to the U.S. government, and he essentially was a huge, huge cheerleader for the COVID-19 vaccination program that rolled out. He not only was for the COVID vaccines, but for vaccine mandates that forced millions of Americans to get the shot or quit their careers. He actually defended the first New York City vaccine mandate in summer 2021. And I quote, he said, it is not your right as an American citizen to catch and transmit a potentially fatal infection. That's Dr. Offit. So this guy is by no means anything against vaccines. He's hardcore pro COVID shot. Well, this is the transcript that just came out from this interview that he did. And he said, well, I feel that I'm protected now. I didn't get last year's bivalent shot. I'm not going to get this year's vaccine because I think I have a high frequency of T cells. We're going to find out about this vaccine over time, and it's a novel strategy. We certainly were surprised by the massive myocarditis and pericarditis, and we'll see whether or not over time, within five years, 10 years, into 15 years, whether there's any evidence of residual continual myocardial disease, because the reason you have myocarditis is you're making immune response to your own heart tissue, and we're going to find out about this over time. This guy, who is literally the cheerleader for the Pfizer COVID shot, is saying, I didn't get the booster last year. I'm not getting the shot this year. There's obviously a problem with myocarditis and pericarditis with this shot, and we're going to have to watch it over 5, 10, 15-year period. What in the world is wrong with the American population and why they even think we're being told the truth about anything with this shot? We're now finding out the research that's come out now. I talked to Dad about it yesterday, is that uh, Dr. Marty Macari, a surgeon and public policy researcher at John Hopkins University, has been writing about this continual annual COVID jab recommendation and how insane it is, including the fact that the new reformulated shot against this XBB155, you know, this new variant, allegedly they keep telling us about, Pfizer tested it against 10 mice. 10 mice. I reiterate that. 10 mice. That is the extent of the research they did on the new COVID shot. Ten mice. I can't even make this up. They submitted it to the FDA and said, we've tested this on ten mice. It's totally safe and it's effective. FDA said, oh, of course it is. Rubber stamp, boom, roll it out, and we're going to give it emergency approval for six-month-olds and older. Again, where is the emergency? Where is the COVID pandemic that's still occurring? The Dr. Mark Mercari that I just talked about, he came out and said, we already see that the COVID vaccine doesn't protect you for much more than a few months at best, and that makes you more prone to infection, hospitalization, and death once protection weighs. It doesn't outperform, nat- it doesn't perform, uh, uh, doesn't outperform natural immunity. And he says the risk-benefit analysis that his team published last year concluded that the booster mandates resulted in net public harm, injuring at least 18.5 people for every COVID-related hospitalization prevented, plus 1,430 to 4,000 
4,626 cases of side effects that are problematic enough to interfere with daily active life. And this is just a study that they published on one college booster mandate. And the next thing he went to say here, he said, if the public health officials get their way, a healthy five-year-old boy currently right now will get 72 COVID vaccine shots over the course of his lifetime. If you have an average lifespan with a risk of myocarditis after each one, and explicitly and denying science, the CDC is saying even if a child had COVID three weeks ago, he or she should still get the COVID shot. Two of the FDA's best vaccine experts, Dr. Marion Gruber, who is the director of the FDA's vaccine office, and her deputy director, Dr. Philip Krauss, both quit the agency in 2021 in protest of the potential pressure to authorize vaccine boosters for young people. Now, if you remember this, I talked about this in detail in 2021. This was right before the FDA came in and gave the COVID shot authorization approval and basically removed the emergency use authorization and gave Comirnaty the shot that still does not exist. It's a brand name product that falls under an umbrella of everything else underneath it. Comirnaty is the umbrella that houses all these vaccine shots. Well, these two individuals, these two doctors quit in the middle of this because they blatantly said they would not be a part of a shot rollout that was completely untested and unsafe on the young children. Ever since the loss of these two vaccine experts, the agency's vaccine authorization has been consistent with an overly cozy relationship between Big Pharma and the White House, pushing a new COVID vaccine that's been tested on 10 mice without any human outcome data makes a mockery of the scientific method and our regulatory process. In fact, why even have an FDA if the White House doctors can simply declare a drug or vaccine to be safe after discussing secret data and private meetings with pharmaceutical companies? If public health officials don't want to repeat a disappointing turnout of Americans, they should require proper clinical trials to show the American people an actual benefit if there is one. And so this doctor, he's spot on with this. I mean, I can't argue one thing with what he's saying. And this is exactly what I've been trying to reiterate to the American population is how far is the American population going to allow this to go when we just completely and totally just go along with this. Now, a lot of adults now, from what I've heard and what I've talked to in the feedback, aren't getting the shot. Here was the part and here was the issue that dad and I talked about it from the very beginning. The whole shot schedule wasn't just about the goal of getting adults sick with this and getting myocarditis and knocking off a huge portion of the population. That was only a small sliver of the pie. The goal from the very beginning was to get this RNA gene therapy shot on the childhood vaccine schedule with the CDC. That's what this entire goal was about from the very beginning. So now you're going to start taking children that have not developed at all do not even have developed you know sexual hard characteristics yet as far as going into puberty have not developed as far as organ wise have not developed brain wise and you're going to start doing gene therapy on them from six months old and you're going to see what's going to occur on this and it is going to be devastating mark my words if this continues to go on and these kids not only get this covid shot every single year they get it in conjunction with these other horrific injections that are already on the market that have been known to cause all types of health problems, including the MMR shot with it being linked to autism. So my friends, get the news out there to parents. 
parents that have children that are basically in this age bracket that are going to school, that are going to daycare, and make sure you do everything you can to wake them up and encourage them to stand up for their rights and their children's rights. They do not have to subject their children to be test guinea pigs in this unbelievably sick, perverted world now that we're dealing with where Big Pharma and the FDA essentially are dictating and mandating that young children get experimental shots that got tested on 10 mice. Now, I can tell you right now, a huge percentage of the population is not going to go along and get this shot as adults. They're not going to get it. Everybody I've talked to, you even have, like I just said a second ago, you even have Dr. Paul Offit, who's a vaccine cheerleader, saying, I'm not getting the shot. There's tons of people now that are not getting the shot. The only people now that are going to be the massive uptakers on this shot are going to be children because those pediatricians that are compromised that are going to promote this injection on the shot schedule when the parents come in. Because most parents, if they have not been educated, and that's only because of our, our, our lack of educating them in some cases, because I try to do this all the time. So does dad. That's why I always try to talk to people about this. They don't even know what their children are being injected with. I've talked to so many parents who have regrettably done this, and they've stopped. And they said, we didn't even know we were getting shot with. We literally took them to the pediatrician. They told us to sign all these papers off. They turned him in these syringes. They started injecting a child. Child screaming and yelling after to hold them down while they keep pinning them. And then essentially, child's sick as a dog for next week. And Oh, that's because it's working. It's, it's science, guys. This is normal. This is what you're supposed to do to children. I can tell you with 100% undeniable guaranteed fact, that is not normal. That is not okay. Myself and all of my siblings, none of us grew up with the shot. Dad made sure of that. No shots, zero, period. Myself has now raised two children. None of them, neither one of them, have had any vaccines whatsoever, zero. They are super healthy all the time. Anybody that knows me knows this. They go to church. They go to school. They go to jujitsu. They go to grappling. They go to shoot fighting. They do everything all the time. They're literally around kids all the time. They are extremely healthy all the time. This doesn't have to be the normal. You can ask questions. You can push back. You can say, no, I don't want my child to be an experimental lab rat for your perverted RNA gene therapy shot that the CIA tried to cover up that DARPA designed back in 2012. You can say, no, I'm encouraging you right now to tell others to do the same the best you can. At the very least, do your own research and send the research to your friends and family. What do you think, Dad? It's, uh, <laughs> this was, oh, or early morning rant this morning. <laughs> well, <laughs> the thing about it is, is that, you know, I, I don't even know what to say here as far as what you just covered. I mean, it's just it's mind boggling. Uh, I, I don't know what to do besides the fact that they're changing. You know, us from a DNA standpoint, I, I don't know what to do with it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you know, they told us about this on the X Files. They did. They told us on the X Files they were coming in to do massive population editing through gene and CRISPR editing by, by basically inserting stuff into our basically bodies 20 years ago. And, and the problem with all of that stuff is that, you know, these people who do this and who tell us these things, they really are the ones that are out there doing their lesser and white magic, which we've talked about so many times, Austin. They've got to tell you what they're going to do. We warned our listeners. I need to turn your mic off, Austin. We warned our listeners. We warned our listeners. We warned our listeners, you know, three, four years ago now. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. And so what we've run into is this is we've got a group of people out there that are basically running the planet. 
they consider themselves to be not the benign knee, high left knee, or whatever they call them, sons of the fall and sons of perdition. And they're out there doing everything they possibly can to destroy the planet to change our DNA. Now, Todd has a clip ready to go for me. And thank you, Karen Rogers. She found this for me. It's very difficult to find. There was, this is the loop of the church scene on that one Brad Metzler decoded the Spear of Destiny. Let me give you some upgrade date on this. Brad Metzler's actually interviewing someone who is a, a bodyguard for one of the world elite. And he basically was vetted by Brad Metzler as being who he said he was. So this guy's legit. And they're meeting in a bar in a bar scene, and they're talking about who has the Spear of Destiny. The Spear of Destiny was the spear that was plunged into Jesus' side, basically, on the cross to make sure that he was dead. And the theory was that whoever had the Spear of Destiny, that their armies could never be defeated, period. Now, I'm going to play you this clip this morning because of Karen finding it for me. It's very difficult to find, by the way. Thank you again to Karen. But the reality is, is that this is the group that runs the planet. This is the synagogue of Satan. This is the group, the Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan sect, the wizards, the warlock, the witches, and the weirdos that have been around since the ancient Canaanite religions that are there doing what they need to do. So I want you to listen very, very closely to this, and I'll comment on this because this is the group that's doing this, that's changing your DNA that Austin talked about, that's sterilizing our children, that's sterilizing you. They want you to breed in egg chambers. They want to have the ability to breed the human race the way they want to breed it and not allow you to breed. They want to stop the ability to procreate and have a man and a woman have a child. They talked about this in the one Superman movie and how they were coming in and basically setting up this, this you know, they were, you know, this, they were going to set up Krypton on Earth and have a breeding cycle and bred for certain points. They want to have a slave race. They want to have a, a leadership race. They want to give them the DNA that they want during gestation so they can create what they want because they want to play God. Remember, these fallen angels, and I've talked about this in Angel Wars, were involved with God in the changing and the development of life. They don't have the ability to give life. They can only take and do what God did and pervert it. That's what they do. They can't give life. They, they can manufacture an oak seed, but they can't make it germinate. Got it. You understand they can put everything together in an oak sheet, but it is not alive. It doesn't have the spark of life that God gave, but they can continue to, to dilute what God did and destroy what God did like they did in Genesis chapter six on their giant breeding programs. That's what this is. That's who they are. Todd, go ahead and play this church scene. I'll go ahead and talk a little bit more about it in a second when it's over with. Asking me just basic questions that I had the feeling you already knew the answers to about myself. And then eventually I said, so have you ever heard of the spirit of destiny? Now we have to stop here, right? So, hey, how you doing? By the way, you have a hear of the spirit of destiny. He drops that. So, much, okay, yeah. so what do you say at that moment? I say, yeah, I know about it. So he said, well, what do you think about your boss and the spirit? Why would I think anything? So now, now you're thinking about your boss and the spirit of destiny, and what does he say? Uh, he says, well, what, what would you think if I told you that uh, he was the one who stole it from Hitler? Hey, your boss. Yeah. Stole the Spear of Destiny from Adolf Hitler. Yeah. That's what he drops in, in the bar. Yeah. The best bar story of all time. When he said it, I just put my drink down and looked at him because I thought he was crazy. And what did he say that made you think he wasn't crazy? He started to tell me a story. I'd love to hear that story. You know that's what we're here to do. Let's, let, let's tell the story. Well, he says my boss was part of a group. They called themselves what I was told was the Benai HaNephilim, the Sons of the Fallen, Disciples of Lucifer. And just so that you understand, they believe that God of the Bible is evil. And they believe that Lucifer is good. 
this when, is his, your, your boss is this his fault. This is their secret. Said, the God that we all know is the bad guy. Is the bad guy. That spear is the one that they believe when the temple is rebuilt in the city of David, their man, the person that they had handpicked, was at some point going to walk into the Holy of Holies, take the blade and shed his own blood, and then proclaim himself to be the Messiah. And that these sons of the fallen, they plan on ruling the world. They believe it enough to not only be willing to kill for it, they believe it enough to die for it. And right now, they're trying to move in Jerusalem to make that new temple rise yes. so that this next coming happens. Yes. And that they will have, therefore, control of this world. Yes. Now, the key thing to me is you don't believe that Lucifer's the good guy in the story. No. You're not trying to tell us that all this happened, but you're saying that whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter. But the idea is that these people still exist today. They still exist today. They're still out there now. As far as I know. And they're still either hunting for that spear or have that spear. That's what they say. That's a scary story. It scares me too. Okay. There you go. I don't know what to say besides that. And he's telling you who these people are. They're the benign Nephilim, sons of the fallen. And they are running the planet. This is exactly what I covered on Angel Wars. And I've talked to you many, many times about that particular clip. That was on the History Channel. They were talking in detail, in depth, and telling everybody the truth about who was running the planet and what they were planning to do with the rebuilding of the Third Temple. And, of course, now that's been pretty much scrubbed off the Internet. This particular clip that we played was a a clip that was basically being recorded by somebody in their living room. That's why the audio quality was bad. But that, that that made it through the Internet censorship or the algorithms or whatever. But this is available on the History Channel if you have a prescription or subscription, not prescription, a subscription to the to the History Channel. You watch the entire show on the Spear of Destiny with Brad Metzler. Of course, he was taken off the air also, just like Jesse Ventura when he started to do the conspiracy theory and started covering all of this information. He was taken off the air also. This is why they have to stop people like Colby Bryant and Kanye West when they start talking about the truth and start talking about what's going on and who's running the planet. They've got to silence them. They have to demonetize them. They've got to take them down. They have to basically shadow ban them and do everything they possibly can, or they have to kill them. But when they have a boatload of security personnel around them all the time like Kanye West does, it makes it awfully difficult to find a way to get rid of them as far as from a death standpoint. So, guys – when I tell you the stuff that I tell you on Angel Wars, and when I tell you the stuff that I tell you about who runs the planet, and it is the synagogue of Satan, we need to understand that the Bible told me this. The Bible tells you that in the book of Revelation, and we need to understand that God's not playing any games with us. He's telling us the truth, and he wants us to have the ability and the power and the shield you know, of faith and all the rest that he's given us to stand against the wiles of the evil one. He gave us that through the cross because when you become a Christian, that blood of Jesus that is an eternal blood for you, an eternal covenant for you, continues to sanctify you and restore your DNA. They may not come after you because you've been sanctified by the blood of the Lamb, by the power of your testimony. They don't have the authority to kill you eternally. Now, they can come in and do things to you, and they can assassinate you and everything else, and they hit you with a frequency weapon and make you commit suicide and all the other crazy nonsense they have availability to today, or they can poison you. They can do all that, or they can send somebody to invade your house in the middle of the night, or they can you know, basically send a demon into one of these officers from one of these alphabet agencies and have them do something horrible to you, arrest you in the middle of the night, you know, bring in a 40-person SWAT team and basically break into your house you know, and, and hope that you pull a weapon to try to think you have an intruder so they can kill you in your sleep. This is what they do. This is who they are. 
This is the group that runs the planet. And like Austin talked about earlier, now they're coming after your children. And Austin's right. But Sharon and I got pregnant with Austin. <laughs> I always like to say it that way because she told me I was pregnant with her. And uh, we had to both deal with hormone and mood swings. As we, we, I read books on vaccines. I read Dr. Mendelssohn's book, you know, Confessions of a Medical Heretic. I wrote Dr. Mendelssohn's book, Who's a Pediatrician? How to Have a Healthy Child in Spite of Your Pediatrician. Dr. Mendelssohn, read both, read both those books. These books were written you know, 40 years ago. And what happens is when you understand and who, who wrote these books and what they do, and of course, Mendelssohn died at a very young age too. He was doing all the talk circuit shows, shows back in the 80s and the 90s. When you understand who these people are, what they're trying to tell you, and it's not old information that's basically not current anymore, but it's old information that's critical for your health, you can read these books that are still in print. This is what we need to understand. This group back in the 50s, decided with the Jason scholars that the most pressing issue they had on the entire planet was population control. They thought they were going to blow a hole in the ionosphere to vent pollution. They thought they were going to repopulate on other planets. They thought they were going to be putting deep underground military bases to repopulate. They had all of this stuff set up in which they started doing, but they also wanted to do eugenics and destroy the population. And they wanted to do it through DNA. And this is how they've decided to do this. They want to change you, Klaus Fab. By 2030, you'll know nothing, and you'll be happy. We're going to change you. We're going to change your DNA. You know, the pervert walks on the beach in a wedding dress. I'm not, I'm nauseous. I just, want to, I just want to be out slapping him upside the head. I know, I know, I know. I shouldn't have said that. I got that, okay? But I, the guy just makes me want to just, just alpha male him upside the head one time. I can't stand people like that walking down the beach in a wedding dress. with Oh, God, that guy nauseous. me. Look up the picture. You'll see a Klaus Schwab wedding dress on the beach. You'll, you'll like that one. That's real, real real nice but don't your kids see it it's disgusting and, and and this is what we run into with this group these perverts and they are they're complete and total perverts and the sad part about it is the vast majority of the people out there don't realize who's in charge and who's controlling this planet it's the fallen angels you call them a, you call them aliens heck david Icke calls them reptilian aliens i don't care what you call them interdimensional aliens pick a name the Bible tells us they're there. They tell us that they're doing this. They tell us all this stuff. The Bible tells us this stuff, and we kind of ignore it because our pastors don't want to talk about it from the pulpit. Angels are real. Other species are real. God didn't just make our planet. <laughs> Newsflash. <laughs> he made the entire universe. He has the ability to do anything he wants, whatever he wants to do, and he doesn't ask your permission or my permission to do that. It's like in the book of Job. He's asking – Job's asking all these questions, and God says, where were you I, Where were you when I laid the pillars of the earth, hmm? when I set up the firmament? Where were you when I did all this stuff? And you know, basically, why are you asking me questions to try to explain myself? I don't have to explain myself. Remember when – I've covered this a few months ago. I'm going to cover this again. Remember when Jesus showed up you know, at Jericho with Joshua, and, and, and basically Joshua runs up and you know, like pulls his sword and wants to know if Jesus is with the – bad guys are with joshua and jesus goes i'm with neither basically he was saying you're going to be with me i'm the leader and then joshua fell i'm paraphrasing this fell flat on his face and realized that he was standing in the presence of the most high and jesus basically told him what to do as far as jericho see this is the key that we have to understand jesus is always going to be there for you he's always going to stand there for you are you going to do things that you should ought to do sometimes yeah are you are you going to Say things you shouldn't ought to say. Yeah. Are you to act certain ways you shouldn't ought to act? You're going to do that too. We all do. That's what grace is. 
Grace is God's unmerited favor to come in and forgive us for everything that we've ever done to restore us to him through Jesus, through a blood covenant. That's what grace is. You're not going to earn grace. You're not going to earn salvation. It ain't going to happen. You ain't good enough. You can't swim to Hawaii by yourself. You ain't going to do it. It's not going to happen. But God gave us himself, his son, and his own image to basically come to this planet to prove who he was and how much he loved his creation, to die on a cross for us, create an eternal covenant for us in his blood to continually sanctify us, to bring us back to him, back to God Almighty himself, so we can go boldly into the throne room of God and basically petition God and do it. But I can tell you one thing. I can guarantee you this. <laughs> if you ever get called up into the throne room, just just a newsflash here, uh, you're not going to be running around your, running your mouth. You're probably going to be scared to death on your face in reverence of the Most High. Just thought I'd mention that. And remember this. God is a God who loves you, but he demands respect. You have to treat him circumspectly. You've got to be respectful to God. You can't, you can't just be you know, bossing him around and acting like he's your bro. He's God. He's, God. Now, he's your friend and he loves you. And he'll do anything for you, but you don't walk around. You know, he's not a vending machine. You start demanding stuff from him. He doesn't, he doesn't do that. You better walk circumspectly with him and treat him with respect, with awe and reverence. Really, really, really important. And if you really want to get God mad, <laughs> you read the Old Testament, he does get pretty upset sometimes. You know, go after the little children. Go after the children. And he warns you, Jesus warns you, better you tie a millstone around your neck and be tossed into the sea than mess with these little ones. And that's what they're doing now. They're messing with the little ones. They're messing with the little children that are so pure that when you talk about Jesus and you tell them about God, they believe you and they accept Christ and they walk their entire life with Christ. They're going after those kids now because these perverts are a bunch of weirdos who believe that having sex with children is okay. It's, it's, it's incredible what we have got ourselves into now. All right, I got to change subjects. Wow, this is from the Daily Mail. Rats, disgusting. A moment a group of New Yorkers are forced to hop over scores of rats scurrying across their path from bins outside a pizzeria as rat tours boom in an infested city. Oh, wait a minute. This is the moment a group of horrified New Yorkers are forced to hop over scores of vermin scurrying across their path. But it shows a few rats brazenly scurrying across the pavement before scores of them emerge from an overflowing bin. You know, I'm going to stop for one second, and I'm going to say something here. You know, we used to live on a canal when I was a kid. It was basically uh, from Lake Mariana to Lake Jesse, and it was long. It was probably half a mile long, and it bordered the entire length of our property on one side. It was filled with rats and water moccasins, every manner of pit viper every manner of vermin you could possibly imagine. It was a giant rat hole is what it was. Sometimes it'd have water in it, sometimes it wouldn't. But no matter what, it always had snakes and rats in it. I think, well, gosh, Ted, that sounds awful. Well, yeah, I don't even know how to tell you how disgusting it was. But I remember one time, Sharon and I first got married. We moved in with my mom for a little while, which is a horrible mistake. Tried never to do that if you could possibly avoid it. And what ended up happening is we ended up in a situation where we could hear the rats running around in the attic every night because the bottom of the house had an open foundation. It was an older home. I've told you that story before. And so finally we went in and we got a bunch of rat poison, a bunch of decon rat poison, and we put it up in the attic. And the next day we had literally dozens of rats laying around the outside of the house dead. All right. Now, 
that particular type of decon has been banned by the EPA. You can't get it anymore. Now you can't get rat poison that kills much of anything. Now I got to ask the question here about rats. <laughs> I tell you these crazy stories. <laughs> Let me tell you another story. This is horrible. We're sitting there one time, my sister and I, and we're in the house and we're getting Christmas decorations down. And there's a cabinet above one of the bathrooms, you know, this old wooden house. And we open it up. And by that time, this giant wharf rat, this monster from the canal, flies out over the top of our heads and lands on the floor. Well, now we know these things have all kinds of diseases on them, right? It's awful. And so, you know, we're like little kids. We're up on the chairs, like trying to get away from this giant wharf rat. And so we ended up basically jumped on the screen door and then we slammed the door and then we were able to get him out of the screen area later. But the reality was it was a nightmare being, you know, in a situation where we had animals like that. Now, my mom was very scared all the time to put poison out and all the other things. And finally, I told her, I said, look, we just got to do something with the rats. I mean, it's just enough. You hear him up in the attic at night. You think you're playing a baseball game or something running around from base to base to base. I mean, it was crazy. We're playing soccer. It was it was insane when you were a child listening to all that crazy nonsense. But the point was. We don't have the ability to get rid of these things anymore. And how do we know they're not using these rats now and all of these vermin that are out there that we can't get rid of anymore if they release another pathogen to spread the pathogens like they did with the Black Plague, with the Ebonic Plague, with the fleas from the rats biting humans? How do we know they're not doing that again? They've already done it once. How do we know they're not setting us up for that? That's just the, my little thought for the morning here as far as rat poison, why you can't buy decent rat poisoning anymore, which, which is when you think about it, it doesn't make any sense why you can't kill vermin like that. It's very, very important that we understand that. By the way, another article from Daily Mail, the Philly cops brawl with masked looters after they ransack Foot Locker, Apple, and Lululemon before making 20 arrests as one invader is apprehended after live streaming herself stealing from the smashed up stores. Thieves in the city of Philadelphia have been ransacking stores in the city center, including Apple. Video shared on local media now show offers apprehending looters. They attempt to leave with all their merchandise. I mean, uh, is this where we are now? Is this where we are that we have to break into stores and the police have to come? At least they're doing something in Philly and not allowing them just to walk around and basically have a situation in which they they you know <laughs> they 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 just pick up as much as they want to run out as long as it's under a thousand dollars. Unreal. By the way, almost half of all young adults in the United States are living with their parents now. The inability of the American youth to live independently of the consequences of offshoring U.S. manufacturing jobs and employment bias against white males, as we have said it would be. The neoliberal economists said basically years ago that you know we were making a mistake by talking about this, but now they're living in their parents' basement, half of adult young adults. This is insanity. This has happened, and that we're in a situation like this. But the truth is, a lot of it isn't just the offshoring of the, of the jobs. And Paul Craig Roberts thinks that's what it primarily is. A lot of it is, as these children are functionally unhirable. Ah, gosh, that's hard to even want to admit. They've not been taught to think. They've been dumbed down. A lot of them have learning disorders. A lot of them have been given their 76 vaccines. A lot of them have neurological conditions that are so debilitating that there's nothing they can do to get be repaired. A lot of them are just basically non-functional adults now, and they're living in the basement, and they'll be on their parents' shoestring and on their parents' purse string for the rest of their lives. That's the problem that we have because here's what I, here, you know, here's what I say. If you had to move back in with your mom or your dad, I don't advise it, but if you have to, I got it. Better to be in homeless. If you're married, it's better to be at homeless. But the truth is make it a short-term stay if at all possible. 
unless you have a large enough property that you have like different residences on it or whatever or different rental houses or whatever, at that point it would be okay. But don't be sitting here and going inside of your your dad's refrigerator, your mom's refrigerator, and trashing out the house and not cleaning the bathrooms and not picking up your clothes as an adult. You're not a child. Problem is, if your brain's been damaged, you may still be acting like a child. It's sad, Austin, that we're in a situation now in the country where over 50% of the children now that are in classrooms, in many cases, have some type of learning disorder and they cannot function as adults. They're still living at home. What are we going to do when this generation takes over this country, son? What do you think, my friend? Well, yeah, it's exactly what's happened now. And the problem with a lot of these children is these younger teenagers is that they become dopamine addicts for social media. And so doing anything other than basically getting some type of, you know, affirmation on social media is very mild and boring to them. We've talked about it before in detail as far as how they've built these social media platforms and the likes and the comments and the emojis and all these different things. They've, they've, they've modeled them off of slot machines. And when you start giving these young children that their brains are not developed, they start living in this world where their social media world and their online world and their gaming world is much more exciting than reality. Reality has become very bland and vanilla, especially if they they don't have anything that they're setting goals for and working for and doing things. And these kids live in this alternate reality now. So, yeah, actually having to go and work and get a job and you know contributing something positive to society, well, that's I'm going to do that. I'm just on social media all day and make you know TikTok videos. That's that's what my my calling is now. And this generation is going to get a very very rude awakening over the next five to ten years when they actually have to realize they're living in the real world. And I think that's the whole platform that they're trying to bring together with Meta and the augmented reality goggles that they have now, along with the virtual reality goggles. But the augmented reality goggles that they're rolling out now, and these are just going to continue to progress much more advanced over the years, is that you actually wear them and you see things while you're walking around. So, you, you know, it's like you got, you know, characters or, you know, cartoons and different things that are popping up that you're trying to engage with while you're walking or while you're sitting there. Uh, very bizarre stuff. And you're starting to see this more and more now become more prevalent. And with these younger kids, yeah, it's it's become a serious problem. This is why I talk about it all the time and keeping your kids off social media and keeping them off screen time as much as you possibly can. This is the reason why, in my opinion, that the school systems, the mainstream mainstream school systems, these communist indoctrination camps, have become so aggressive in promoting everything on iPads now. Well, a lot of these schools, they want children to do everything on iPads. There's no more, you know, handwriting, you know, basically stuff in anymore. They're making all these kids do stuff on iPads, taking tests on iPads, reading books on iPads, and they're slowly pushing this in now to the school systems and they say well it's, it's you know easier than they have to carry books and all these different excuses and sure you have to lug around a 30 pound book bag but on the other hand too isn't it much easier to change the narrative and change the dialogue and change the words when you could simply go in and just modify whatever is the written version on the ipad you don't have to go in and actually change a whole new book you have to go in and reprint everything you could just rewrite things as you see it the answer is absolutely. It's one of the most easiest ways. And what it does is, too, it reiterates and encourages children to constantly have the screen time and constantly be getting this trigger, this dopamine trigger. That's why it's so important. You monitor how much screen time your kids are having and how much they're using. And also, too, Dad was just talking about New York. You know, I've been in New York City before. I've been in New York City years ago. It's probably been 16, 17 years since I'm in New York. 
And I remember going down riding the subway, and there was I was walking down the stairs, and also this big old swamp rat, like the ones you see out in Ridgeland down here in Florida, come sliding out from under this like I don't know what it was, like a, a desk, and all of a sudden he flies out and disappears. And I'm like, well, that's pretty nasty, and that's just what it is over there. And New York's getting nastier and nastier now because the population density of New York is growing exponentially with the mass amount of migrants. And what's ironic about this is, you know, the mayor continually kept telling everyone we're sanctuary city everybody needs to come here we can we can handle everything now everything's completely fine the governor and the mayor we're gonna keep sending everybody in well ironically enough now new york city has now changed the restrictions on the contentious right to shelter law or basically called the sanctuary city law which draws an influx of illegal aliens to the city under the new regulations that just changed this week illegal aliens seeking taxpayer funded shelter will now be limited to 60 day stay after which they must reapply for the program or face eviction the uh, basically ann wilson and deputy for health and human services said we have now reached a point where we are full and must take action to move people seeking asylum and move quickly through our shelter system the decision comes after the unprecedented wave of illegal aliens has drained the city's budget and flooded every single shelter and most major hotels they said the right to shelter initiative emerged after the lawsuit that occurred years ago and essentially it allowed anyone to pretty much come there and get anything for free via taxpayer money and so starting September 22nd now, this is the early last week, thousands of illegal aliens exploiting the system will face eviction, marking a significant shift in the city's sanctuary approach to immigration. Now, what's crazy about this now is this is this is a complete 180 from what the mayor's been saying now for the last two years. I mean, I remember him getting out and saying, everybody needs to do their fair share. If you can, if you have extra room, you need to hold these illegal migrants in your house with you. You need to let them stay with you. You need to let them sleep next door to your, your daughter and your son. You know, it's, it's fine. You just you need to do your part. Well, why do I have to do my part? It's not like they're doing their part. They're coming here illegally and sponging off everything we've all worked for, including the massive amount of taxes that are basically stripped from everybody up there. Thought I'd throw that out there. Nobody's entitled to your home. Nobody's entitled to free hotel because they decided to breathe air and show up. That is, again, the communistic, socialistic mindset that they've been trying to instill in everybody's minds. Suddenly, somebody comes here from another country. They're entitled to your house. They're entitled to your food. They're entitled to your money. They're entitled to everything to you because, well, they showed up, and they're entitled to it. Mm, Newsflash, no, that doesn't work that way, period, at all, zero. Does not work at all that way, except in communist countries, and that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to instill this mindset in the general population while at the same time they're encouraging it from other countries now. I mean we literally have the Krispy Kreme hot donuts sign on right now at the southern border. I mean it's just blind, wow, hot Krispy Kreme donuts. United States is open for free everything. Come get your hot Krispy Kreme donuts right now. Literally the entire world is descending here because there's no reason not to. They realize they just walk across the border, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, here's a cell phone. Here's an ID card. Here's a stimulus check. Here's a check to basically go to the uh, centers to go on you know, food stamps and all this stuff. Here you go. By the way, enjoy yourself here. Don't, uh, don't, you know, don't do anything we wouldn't do, and uh, you know, we'll just figure out what we're going to do over the next couple of years. Well, this policy does not function in a republic, and this policy does not function in a civilized country because eventually, as we've talked about before the analogy – there becomes too few people pulling the cart, and the cart becomes too full of people. Everybody's jumping in the cart now from all over the world, and all of us that are still working and paying taxes and being basically at gunpoint, uh, we're still pulling the cart. 
eventually everybody's going to stop pulling the cart. And that's when you have the collapse every single time. And that's where the government wants to do this as a controlled collapse. And this is what the goal is with communism. This is what they want in the United States. They want to come in and bring it into a full-blown communistic country to where everybody gets the same amount, you know, the universal basic income. Right? They've been talking about that now for the last decade. You, you'll get twenty or thirty thousand dollars a year from the government, and you'll get your little two or three hundred square foot apartment that you don't own, and you'll like it. And you'll basically get some clothes that you can borrow with other people, and you can take transit trains and basically, you know, state and city run transit to and from your in your fifteen minute city. That's the overall goal that they want to push, and that's why I have talked and pushed so hard to maintain your ability to have the freedoms that we were given here by essentially the blood of the patriots that shed it and fought and warred each other and killed each other over it so that we didn't have to live like this. Being self-sufficient and being independent is a key structure of freedom, this period. If you start losing your independence, if you start losing self-sufficiency, and you have to start being massively reliant on a governmental system to feed you and clothe you and house you permanently for an extended period of time, you no longer have freedom. You're just doing whatever they tell you to do, and that's exactly what they're doing. That's why they've been setting up now the entire railway system. I saw it the other day. Somebody sent me the new uh, Bright Rail system that's basically come out now that's on the uh, in Florida. And what's interesting about this is now it's going to be coming down from the Miami Station, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm, all the way to Orlando, Disney Station, and Tampa. They're doing a corridor. They're going to do a Hunger Games corridor in Florida. And what they want to do is they're going to start, as we've seen now, Russia's reducing the amount of fuel coming out. The fuel's about to go through the roof again. And they're doing is they're rolling, they're reducing the, the production of all these cars, all these trucks, and they're slowly going to force people out of the market being able to drive freely, unmolested on their way. And the only thing you can do is take trains. Now, trains, I do have to admit, they can be very efficient. They're very comfortable in some cases. I took Amtrak down to South Florida many times when I was younger in college. It's like, it was like $30 round trip. You can sit there and take a nap the whole time. You don't have to do a traffic. I'm not knocking the train system. The whole entire west of this country was built on train systems and railways. The problem is now you had back then you had the ability to live freely. You could just go jump on your horse and go ride wherever you wanted. There were no restrictions. Go hook it up to a wagon. Go travel anywhere you wanted at any point in time. They don't want to have that. They want to force everybody in railway systems that that's the only way you can travel to your main destination points to keep you entertained. That's why it's going from Miami to Orlando to Disney World to Tampa. There you go. There's your corridor you're going to be able to use. And I'm sure eventually they're going to extend the railway probably up to Jacksonville and back down. And they're going to slowly start pushing this as the major way for you to travel in Florida. You don't need a car. You don't need this. And they're going to turn Florida into some type of smart state. That's what they're doing. It's very spooky to me because I've grown here my whole life, but I'm watching it happen. And the massive influx of people that are moving here that do not have old school Floridian values, that do not grow up here, that do not understand how we are, and they're trying to do everything they can to change it while we're trying to do everything we can to maintain it and push back. But it's a hard uphill battle when you literally have hundreds of thousands of people continually descending onto a state that doesn't want them here. And they're coming here and telling us what we need to start doing and changing because they ruin their own states in New York and California. My encouragement to everyone that wants to live in those communist states, go back and enjoy your communism. You voted for it. You can enjoy it. You can waller in it. To all of us that grew up in Florida, let us live in peace down here because we're not going to go by peacefully in the night. And quite frankly, you don't want to deal with the gators and water moxins anyway. So just, just stay away. Now, if you're if conservative, you want to live freely, you want to encourage, you want to take care of the country, you want to take care of the state, by all means, 
it's always great to have people down here that are like-minded. That's not what we've been getting for the vast majority, and it has been frustrating. And that's why, it's again, I encourage you, make sure you're getting involved locally and with state and county because a lot of this stuff happens without you even knowing it. That's why it's so involved, especially to be involved with the school board system. If you've got kids in the public school system, you haven't put them in homeschool or private homeschool co-ops now, make sure you're understanding what your children are being exposed to because I promise you, you'll find out in most cases it's a lot more perverted than you ever thought it was when you actually get there and start seeing what's going on. What do you think, Dad? <laughs> You're so funny, Austin. You say, well, good luck with the gators and the snakes and the water moccasins if you come down here. And, uh, you know, yesterday I told you about, I need to do a show, my conversation with an alligator. I had so many comments yesterday about me talking to that gator the other day. And, uh, you know, uh, you guys know I'm right. I, I've got a I've had, I had my 45 with me. I'll be honest with you. Oh gosh, I really would have needed my 44 Magnum with me, but I, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have, I, I probably would have shot that thing. I, I, I was that. I couldn't believe I was standing within six feet of this thing, and he wasn't scared of me. And he was hissing at me like, "Oh, yeah, I'll show you." And I thought to myself, "Yeah, I'll show you." Put about four or five, you know, 308 shells in your gut. See how you like that. <laughs> I just had enough of him. And I just, oh my gosh. Cause like, you know, like Austin and I were talking yesterday, that skull of those gators, like an inch, inch and a half thick. You know, you shoot them with just a regular, you know, 45 hundred shot in the head. Unless you do an eye socket shot, you ain't going to kill them. I remember years ago, Joe Crane, good friend of mine, used to live about three doors down from me. Good man. He's in his eighties. And there was like a 10 foot gator laying on his beach for one day. And he walked out there from about 50 feet away, and he had a 308. And he popped that boy, knocked the blue top of his head off, killed him dead on the spot. And Joe used to hunt in the Everglades all the time, you know, in the areas that are allowed to be hunting down there. And he said one time they were out there hunting in a Jeep, and there was a giant log laying on the road. They couldn't get over it. was like, you know, 12, 14 inches across, you know, in diameter. And they went out there to move it, and it slithered into the, into the, into the, into the glades. It was a giant python. I mean, that big. That's how big this stuff is down there. And so he said, wow. So they didn't. I said, why did you shoot? He said, well, we don't make it mad. <laughs> we didn't want to get it mad. And uh, he, they didn't let it slide back into the Everglades. And, and the same thing is true. You know, with these gators, if you don't have the right weapon with them, it's like a grizzly. You're not going to knock down a grizzly with a 45. You'll make it mad unless you get an eye socket shot. But the reality is, is you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be there. They'll know you, you something hit them. But the reality is you need to have what you need to have is you need the right caliber of weapon. My weapon of choice, if I had my druthers, would always be able to carry a 50 caliber Barrett with me with a 10-round magazine. <laughs> that would just be my, my fantasy world, have that 25-pound thing strapped to my back. And when you see a gator, it would only take one shot, and it wouldn't matter where you hit them. It wouldn't make one bit of difference, or if you had a grizzly that came after you. Nothing would matter with a 50 caliber Barrett. But – that's just my fantasy. I'm not saying that I would ever do that. In fact, I'll probably have Todd delete this from the broadcast today. But that would be my weapon of choice, except for the weight. For the weight. It's so doggone heavy. I had the opportunity one time that like, you could rent those at a gun range, and I got to shoot one. And uh, that's a fine, fine weapon. It really, really is. By the way, the CIA is set to roll out its own version of the chat GPT to try and comb the Internet for useful clues and potential security threats. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought the CIA could operate on American soil. Oh, that's right. They changed that under Obama. An AI program developed by the CIA would be rolled out across the U.S. government's 18 intelligence agencies. The push comes as experts near China. Oh, I guess that's what they're doing is they're keeping another intelligence agency involved with the CIA to make it all legal. The push comes as experts fear China. Rothschild, <laughs> Rothschilds control China. Oh, just I thought I'd mention that. Have taken a command over the technology on the global stage. 
Despite the fears that AI is not fully understood, the CIA's AI boss, Randy Nixon, said it could grow with no limitations other than how much things cost. Yeah. So they want to basically tell us what we can and can't do, can and cannot say, and anything that you say on the Internet, including the conversation I'm having in Austin right now about carrying a 50 caliber there it slung on me, which I was just joking, just joking, but will become part of the uh, news feed for the CIA into their AI system. And let me tell you something, guys. They're not going to do this. They've done this. <laughs> They've already done this. Now, here's an interesting article from Helen Estelle's. It says, four AI robots killed 29 scientists in a lab in Japan in 2017. I can't bet this. I'm going to read it anyhow. Uh, Linda Moulton Howe has claimed that four artificially intelligent robots killed 29 scientists in a lab in Japan in 2017. Journal and conspiracy theorist Howe Howe told the story at the Conscious Life Expo in, in Los Angeles in 2017. Tesla's humanoid robots, Optimu, learned to walk and even assemble another robot in a new demonstration video. According to Elon Musk, the number of humanoid Optimus robots from Tesla will eventually surpass number of humans on the planet terminator was documentary wow think about that for a second you know we're gonna have ais making ais ai robots making ai robots all being controlled by artificial intelligence and that would be through a d-wave computer in the lucifer's lair what a strange strange world that we live in but i tell you what we have the word of god to stabilize that for us we have the ability to stand firm in God's word and to realize that prayer changes things. It changes the fabric of space-time, that we can do all things through Christ, that this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice and I will be glad at it. Because, guys, we are not of this world. When you accept Jesus Christ, you're, you're bought at a price, and this is not our home. We're just passing through. <laughs> what do you think, Austin, of what's your next story? No, you're exactly right. I mean, that's why you see these things that are getting weirder and weirder and stranger and stranger. It's because these groups are trying to promote this. They're trying to make it as strange as they can because they don't want anything based on biblical principles. They don't want anything based on morals and ethics. That's why they're going after the kids. That's why they're doing what they're doing in the school system. That's why they're promoting this gene therapy shot for six-month-olds. I mean, it's bad enough what they're promoting in the schools I and mean, it's already perverted and as sick as it gets but the fact that we're literally having a discussion right now about rna gene therapy and what that actually does to the human body and how it works i've explained in detail before and we're saying that this is now normal for little innocent babies six months old i mean they're just, just tiny it's so tiny i remember when i held my son hunter for the first time the midwife and i remember it was it was a wild moment you know hold different feeling of emotions all around the world. I mean, all around the place. It was different. It was amazing. And you just say, hey, this, this is you know, it's my son. And to think that you now have a pediatrician that says, oh, yeah, yeah, by the way, um, we know your wife's super healthy, and we know you're super healthy. Um, we need to take a hepatitis B shot. We need to inject him with hep B right now. That's, that's, that's what's good for him. I can't imagine the thought process going through nurses' minds when they actually think, that is an even moderately good idea to do. Why in the world would that possibly even be an option? If nobody's hep B positive, they already know before pregnancy because they do blood tests on you. It's already well known and documented. There's no legitimate purpose whatsoever until you find out, until you find out that the massive amount of money that was spent in the hep B vaccine program 
and it was aimed towards basically, you know, prostitution and drivey drug users and people that had hepatitis B. And the problem was they found that nobody that was in that industry that was involved in that type of behavior cared about getting vaccines. They didn't show up because they didn't care. They had to figure out what to do with it. So they literally turned around and said, oh, we're going to use this on newborn children. This literally look at the RFK junior. He discussed in detail. We're now going to start pushing this for the childhood shot schedule at birth to protect these children in the event that the mom is an IV using drug prostitute and she has hepatitis B. And then you raise your hand and go, what happens if she's not and she's not hep B positive? Oh, this is just standard of care. This is going to be a new standard of care. This is what we're automatically going to do unless somebody opts out and says they don't want it. Really? That's really the best option you guys got. That's just – that's the one you're going to go with. That's – okay, got it. This is why I tell people and I encourage people, please do your research. Anytime you have the chance, look it up. we got articles on the website. I've sent links all over the place. You can look this up online. The internet is an interesting place. It would be very beneficial for you if you want to spend five minutes looking for stuff. And do your research and find out what's really going on, especially with these young children because at this point – they don't have a choice. They don't get to consent to get a hep B shot. They don't consent to get seven shots at six months. They don't, they don't know. They have no idea. They're going off your ability to use wisdom and stand up for them and protect them as the godly parents that you are. So stand up for them, my friends, and encourage others to do the same. You guys know if you need anything, give us a call, 1-800-726-1834. I'll be putting the uh, total rest formula up. Be sure to look into that and read about it on the website. Really, really great formula. It's going to be on sale right now for product of the week later on this afternoon, so be sure to take advantage of that if you guys want to use it and read up on it. Also, too, please feel free to email us or call us if you've got any questions. We're always here to help you out, along with the joint rebuilding formula as well, the brand new new and improved formula on the front webpage. Check that out as well. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.